And we're live. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> I am your host, John Prito. Jeff Struby here. Our co-host and engineer. Yeah. We're here for a very special episode of Off the Van. A very special episode. <laughs> Nobody dies, so it's not like no, that. Yeah, yeah. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> now, today we're here to talk to Jeff, pretty much. Yeah, hi. What's up, guys? I'm Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Yeah. What you doing? I'm standing on the verge of getting it on. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Basically, because we just watched a Roots Red Hot Chili Peppers mashup cover of a uh, Funkadelic song. I think, yeah, it was, I think it might have been Parliament. the Funkadelic. Like, yeah, cause did when they, they? When they started adding the. Uh, yeah, when they, when, when they like. Oh, man, could you imagine Funkadelic with Slash? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, like might, that, might, that's funny, but I don't think I'd like it. He might be a little too uptown for that kind of fun. He's too like he's too straight on his playing. He wouldn't be loose enough. Yeah, that's fair. That's really fair. Uh, but like I said, we're here to talk to Jeff. So Jeff, since uh, you're a bass player, I'm a bass player. We just yeah. talked about a bass-heavy band. Yeah. How did you discover playing bass? What led you to it? How would? Ah, uh, well, this this is kind of funny. Um, two things kind of led me to it. One, uh growing up you know like a teenager in the late 2000s i had a copy of rock band and so like <laughs> yeah no like i i know <laughs> I, i'm aware yeah i mean it was a fun game though. but <laughs> it, it is a fun game but no just like the fact that like that inspired me to like but no like um you know every time i have friends over and stuff someone had to play bass or bass and so like but eventually just like you know like we'd trade who did that and eventually i just liked the parts a lot they sounded really cool and I always re- I kind of realized like whenever I messed up or something like the song like dropped out entirely whereas like the guitar did you know it's kind of eh, whatever right right and uh, aside from that I was trying to learn some kind of instrument at the time I'd been trying out drums and stuff I've been singing for most of my life already by that point I've been kind of trying out drums just because my dad has a kit and uh, growing up we I had a I had tried guitar but I couldn't really get the hang of it so I was like well, I'll try that again and I still just could not get the hang of it and so my part two reasoning is literally because guitar was too hard for me <laughs> <laughs> uh, so and, and the rest was history <laughs> so many things about that I, I guess the third one was also that at the time uh, at the time I was kind of looking for something uh my dad's in a, my dad's in a classic rock cover band and uh, his lead singer had an old bass from like the 80s that he just like never even used once it was uh it was this weird Vintage. it was mm, <laughs> it was like a weird knockoff flying v <laughs> i can't even imagine seeing you with a flying v right <laughs> so it was yeah your hair's not but big it, enough but it was <laughs> it's not big enough or bald enough like it's you have to be one of those two yeah but uh no he was like i'll give it to you for like a hundred bucks and i was like ah that yeah sure well, i mean i was looking for an instrument at the time so you know <laughs> I think I'd like to mention, too, that I think that um, of all instruments for rock band to real instruments, guitar is absolutely not transferable and kind of garbage. Right. <laughs> but bass isn't. I mean, it's still not it's nowhere near the same thing, but it's way closer than guitar is. Dude, I had that controller where it had, like, the two paddles, so you could actually just, you could actually play it like a bass with all, like, the upstroking of your fingers. Nice. Nice. I was the coolest kid. <laughs> now, I gotta say, guitar wasn't, I couldn't really handle guitar either. Yeah. I can play like the the opening to uh, dueling banjos on it. I can, you know, like the the very first thing. I'm, that's it. I'm at the point where I 
I've decked around with it enough. I can like kind of play some stuff, but in no way am I like going a on guitarist. stage with a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Chaffeel. Chaffeel. I mean, like I could probably do some like scratch takes maybe with it more to keep tempo. <laughs> right. I. Yeah, I get that entirely. Uh, um, you said you've been singing your whole life. Yeah, I was uh, straight out the womb. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> out the womb. No, I was, off uh, the band. <laughs> When, this is a fun little story that, I mean, it was even a story to me because, I mean, I don't remember it. But when I was, like, two to four, I guess, uh, at family events, Christmas or, you know, birthdays or whatever, I would I would get, like, all my aunts and uncles and cousins and everything to, like, sit around the fireplace. And I would stand, like, on the little, like, fireplace ledge and, like, just do different performances where I would either, like, sing songs or imitate, like, what was it? Like, just different TV shows that I saw. And I, I guess one of them was... Uh, What's the, the Beverly Hillbillies? <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, I'm like, I'm like 23. The fact that like of all the shows that I would catch on TV, I caught that from like TV Land or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> TV Land, Nick at Night. I guess all those old rerun channels. And the fact that that made like more of an impression on me apparently than like cartoons and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I used to do something similar too when I was a kid. I feel like if you're if you end up being a musician, I will you'll be able to hear that same story from pretty much everybody. The, Hey, my whole family, come here, look at me. Yeah. Just we're we're greedy attention seekers. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at some point and then we're then we then all of us develop that uh, people. Right. <laughs> uh, for me and my mom told me the story a couple years ago. Uh, when I was a kid, I apparently channeled Jim Morrison very well. Popping at Door City, I'm singing the whole time and like writhing around much as Jim Jim Morrison might have. Yeah. My mom said it was kind of scary because I had never seen a performance from Jim Morrison when I was like five, (laughs) just straight from the vocals. I mean, sometimes, like, especially him, you could kind of, you could kind of get that from it. (laughs) Sometimes. At at five, that's a little arguable, but. (laughs) Uh, But you said singing, too. So uh, I know most of them don't, but you did a choir for a long time. Very long time. Um, Did you sing tenor? Yeah, sing tenor. <laughs> almost almost exclusively. Sometimes sometimes alto and soprano if we needed it. <laughs> no, I started uh as far as actual choir and like organized like obviously like throughout elementary school we had music class and yeah. you know, like a lot of forced it, but I was uh <clears throat> in fifth grade. It was the first time that there was like a choir that was open to like join like because you wanted to. It was extracurricular, it wasn't part of your class. Right. And uh you know, I'm going to tell you this story. Looking back now, it's like, nah, man, that was awesome. But, like, at the time, it was, you know, very upsetting and everything. I was the only boy who did it. Really? Yeah, there was there was me and one other boy, and he ended up maybe, like, a month into it dropping out. Just because, like, we were, like, legitimately getting bullied by someone like, oh, you gay, you sissy boy, and everything like that. And now it's like, looking back, I was like, dude, you actually, I kind of had it figured out. If you're really- <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, let's look at this ratio here. <laughs> you guys go have fun, like, and it was like, what, like, I think like every Tuesday, like we would skip recess and go in, or something like that. And okay. it was, which I mean, like most, and you know, like for the spring performance, most of it was like too cold to want to have fun outside anyway. So that is more than fair. <laughs> we do live in the frozen tundra of the north. Yeah, I've never in like you know snowball, like we couldn't do snowball fights. All the you know mediators and supervisors or whatever they had on the playground wouldn't let that happen. So like, what else really is? You can build snow stuff, and that's kind of it. So like, 
don't know. Like summer, you know, recess was always good. All the sports, and everything, but winter recess sucked. The, the only the only time it was ever fun was like when there was too much snow and they would let us play like on the parking lot because we had like basketball hoops and stuff there. <laughs> or we could, or we could like like for chalk, we could drop like four square and stuff like that. Okay, if you remember that sure. game? Yeah. It's just like there's too much soft, fluffy snow. Better playing the cold, frozen pavement covered yeah. in ice. Oh yeah. Oh, dude. A <laughs> <laughs> couple times where I got we all got nice and scraped up. I think. <laughs> Well, yeah, because you're a kid and you don't care. Just like I'll eat yep. shit. I'll, I'll, I will slide across that giant patch. I'm on the ground. This hurts. I am. I am here, and there's tiny shreds of me back there. <laughs> Shredder. Shredder. Everyone's favorite villain. I don't even know her. <laughs> hey, all you people at home, I'm actually hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> These terrible jokes are not at all a reflection of me in my day-to-day life. So, <laughs> uh, I know that uh, you know we've we've done musical one-off projects together for when we were at OCC together in the music yeah, program. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're in, in art school now, doing all the engineering kind of stuff. Yeah, sure am. In fact, we were just talking about you the other day. Uh, we need you to explain sound to someone. Uh, the like at at its basics, or like when I got super. I don't remember. Is, is it the one when I when I like broke when I like tore down that argument between our two friends? Possibly. <laughs> I was spotting memory for who I was talking to or what, but I remember saying it. No, it was uh, a couple months ago. Um, I'm I'm an audio technician student and all that, and so I was hanging out with a couple friends of ours just at this like local 24-hour joint, and they were they were having an argument about the whole if a tree falls in the forest doesn't make a sound, and they were going for like a half hour to an hour, and I was just sitting there just like waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer, Jeff? And then, well, it was funny because at one point uh, there was kind of a lull, and I was like, "Hey guys, real quick, no, just you know, keep going and everything. And you're like, this is a really cool conversation." But when you're ready for it to end, invite me in. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it was like I I was like straining myself to like because I like I wasn't trying I was just it was a topic I was really excited about so I was like trying really hard not to like sound really cocky because I really wasn't I was just like excited to like you know like tell them like my kind of viewpoint of it. <laughs> but I was I but I like while I wasn't cocky I was confident that like mine would shut down the conversation kind of. Yeah, I can see that. I can see <laughs> that. Uh, apart from you know your school, your internship, your, uh, your your part-time jobs, and I have, uh, I have so much free time. <laughs> this podcast, and of course, <laughs> hanging around twenty-four hour joints. Oh yeah. Uh, what else do you do, Jeff? Currently, not not a whole lot. I have a lot of hobbies and stuff that I've kind of had to uh, you know put on the back burner just because I'm so busy right now, especially trying to get this off the ground and. Uh, you're just getting it what off the what off the (laughs) (laughs) but uh other than that uh i'm like i like i like video games i'm not so much like a gamer but i I just i just think they're fun casual casual game yeah it's just a cool fun way to like pass time and it's you know like i'm one of those people like really into like the idea that like video games are art like in the sound, your the visuals, and even like your interaction with it. That's why storyline st- a lot. Yeah. And that's why stuff like uh, like Rock Band or DDR, these like ones like where they like invented new ways to interact with it, just kind of blew my mind, and I like took onto those so much. But uh, I actually I was I'm really excited. I just found like an old retro like gem. It was uh, 
the Super Nintendo game. It was Super Mario All-Stars, but with Super Mario World in the same cartridge. Nice. Yeah, that was hard to find. Oh, I'm so... I, I've been away all week, and so I'm like, as soon as this podcast is over, I'm actually going like, to go run and pop it in for the first time. Nice. <laughs> how, uh, speaking of old school games and music, how do you feel about chiptune? I I'm terrible at it. I love, love, I love tune. chiptune. Yeah. Well, just the idea of like I grew up playing a lot of like like the kind of the, the, the later games. Yeah, like the later end of when chiptune was kind of what was used in music. Like, because um, I was I was born early '90s, and so like I caught the tail end of like Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo and all that, and then you know '64 came out and everything started moving over to like virtualized instruments rather than just the files chiptune. and stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, it, like it's it's kind of a nostalgia factor for sure. But just like in general, like video game music, like it, it, I find myself inspired a lot more by that than I originally would have thought. Now that like, if you go on YouTube, there's all these covers of old like, old songs from like Mega Man or Mario and stuff like that. And yeah. I I realized like, oh like, as as like into this as I'm getting, like this probably had some kind of effect on me developing as a writer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, some of those like, composers are amazing. Shout out to Koji Kondo. Oh, oh. <laughs> I hope I pronounced that right. I'm not sure. Possibly. I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> or at all. <laughs> but um, chiptune um, DJs are like the coolest thing in the world. Yes. <laughs> Just hook up like a couple Game Boys and some mixing equipment. I, lo- I love that stuff. Like I, I'm not, I'm not patient enough to set anything like that up. So I'm, I'm definitely. <clears throat> I'm definitely strictly just like a media consumption machine when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> Any kind of electronica, I've never really been like. I've always enjoyed it, but I've as far as like the production side, I've never been into it enough to like. Because like people don't under like it people takes a always long time. People always joke. They're like, "Oh, Skrillex stands up there and presses the spacebar." It's like, okay, maybe for the performance, but like the hours you have to put in to get that thing to work exactly how you want it in the first place, mm-hmm. insane. Even uh, just like. Old school record spinning DJs, mm-hmm. so much effort. Uh, have you, have you ever seen pictures? I, I, of, I know I certainly can't do any of that. Like, have you ever seen pictures of like DJ Shadow's house? No, just stacks of vinyls on the ceiling in like every room. I believe that that man has an impressive collection, <laughs> and he's really good at what he does. Well, and you got to know like you got to know like the techniques and stuff, so you don't like ruin the stuff that you're working with. Because like, true, true. It's not like some of these like. You know these like classic songs and stuff that you're for your for a mashup or for whatever else that you're doing with it. Like you can't just to get to the point. You can't just go find another vinyl copy of that. Mm-hmm. And they're not like they 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 do a couple reissues here and there. Like especially lately with kind of the vinyl revival. But there's still, also you got to be careful. There's also a store that I know of down in Texas. Yeah. Where you can take in a CD and they will create no, a vinyl they for actually you. Have a, uh, I've always wondered if there was anywhere that do- just does that like as like a side thing. Somewhere you know, down in Texas. If that. If that set of people, whoever's running it, if they opened up a website, they'd, oh my god, they would be killing it. <laughs> they'd be killing it on me alone. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, no, there's a lot of really good stuff that, you know, got issued like once, and there were, there were a lot of good like one-off bands that didn't really make it big. Yeah. And you can do a lot of cool remix stuff with their, uh, their music. But, uh... Let's swing, it, let's swing it back a little bit to you again, Jeff. Oh, I suppose. Um, I suppose the interview about you should probably go back to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know you play bass in a band. We've mentioned that a couple times in the yeah. show. Tell me about your band. We are the Reckless Scamps. We're obviously based out of the Metro Detroit area. 
Um. Even, even though, like, I think we mentioned this in the first episode, like, you and I are weird about, like, genres and, like, defining styles of music and stuff like that. I will that. over-genrefy everything. And I'm, like, the opposite, where I'm, like, <laughs> man, it just, like, I'll, I'll, like, I'll tell you what other man something sounds like before I, like, try and listen to a genre. Unless it's, like, super, like, if something's, like, very clearly country or country western, or it's very operatic or something like that. But, like, when it's, when it gets to, like your rock music it's really easy to be like eight different things and like have those all be correct and then do another person like none of those are correct as far as us <laughs> oh my god um we're we're some kind of punk rock <laughs> that's that's true that's for sure um i've, I've heard you play <laughs> <laughs> we uh i guess i should do what i usually do we take a lot of influence from uh we take a little well. Our our drummer Walter. He's a uh, he's a jazz drummer. He like even like high school. He was part of like the competing jazz band and stuff like that. And Walter plays traditional style, doesn't he too? He, as as often as he can. There's only I've only like because he, he didn't play drums for several years before we started this band up, and so he's slowly working back. Like he had to kind of like relearn some of the stuff just in like you know like the, whatever you'd call the modern technique. Matched, matched, and. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> Over time, he's gotten better about playing in traditional with more and more stuff. So that's and like it. it every time there's drummers in the audience, they're just like transfixed on him because seeing someone play a <laughs> uh, kit in a band like yours, where it's got influence from jazz and punk, playing traditional <laughs> is mind-blowingly cool. Especially when because uh, he's he's really good about. I mean, like we're none of us are really spotlight hogging, so we try to like shine light on the other guys uh, whenever we can. Especially, you know, drummers sitting in the back. And so while we don't really do drum solos, we definitely have parts where... Really cool fills. We, yeah, we'll let him... We'll give him, like, like upwards of, like, a 10 or 15 second fill, like, once per show, kind of, just to, like, hey, go nuts for a minute. Mm-hmm. And that's usually the part where just, like, you look and, like, everyone's... Like, as much as, like, drum solos and stuff like that kind of capture the crowd, like, everyone... There's not a single person. The sound guy is staring at Walter. <laughs> <laughs> probably afraid he's gonna destroy his mics but you know <laughs> i'd like to hope it's also just because he's impressed now walter's an impressive drummer but he's also a very humble dude <laughs> he uh the only thing he has opinions on are drumming in cars like no no <laughs> he also has strong opinions on whiskey yes i'm sorry most I'd, of them positive yes <laughs> <laughs> i feel i feel quite ashamed actually for forgetting that <laughs> but yeah um <clears throat> So punk and jazz, we take. I personally take influence from. Well, I have stylistic influences, and then I have uh, ideal influences. So, like I said, I had kind of, <clears throat> I'd kind of just slowly found bass as like a. Well, like I'll try this because like, I, I, you know, like to be totally honest, at the time my mindset was this one seems like, it seems like something that I could wrap my dumb music brain around. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh but that's the cool thing about the bass instrument like while it might be a little bit more easily like <clears throat> a little easier to like start out like t- there's there's so much room to grow i'd with say that. bass is easy to pick up the basics harder to master absolutely like you like you can like a higher like, i'd say that a higher percentage of people who play guitar can like totally shred but a smaller percentage in comparison of like people that can play like double and just like destroy on bass mm-hmm. but um <clears throat> 
the thing, what kind of got, like, I, I had it and I was kind of messing around with it a little bit. I was mildly uh, serious about trying to learn it and all that, but what really inspired me to really start, like, to kind of adopt it as my instrument, because like I said, up until then I was mainly a singer. Um, what really inspired me to, like, really start learning it was this band called Ben Folds 5, and uh, there is this group in the 90s, and the front man Ben Folds has gone, gone on to be a pretty successful pop, uh, pop uh, artist. Uh, for contemporary pop, but the bassist um, Robert Sledge—it's—it's it's a three-piece group. What a and, good name, right? I was actually disappointed to find out he because I like I knew the names before I knew the positions, and I was kind of disappointed to find out he wasn't the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's a three-piece. It's 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 like a pop rock outfit, and it's well, you can't do hammer-ons on drums. I, I know Sledge, hammer get it no I get it I totally it's, do it's but I also about hammers I also just knew another I knew of another drummer at the time who went by the name Anvil so I was kind of like ah. <laughs> but no uh, so as a three piece they were they were keys piano mostly piano um, the bass guitar and then the drummer and so obviously you got to get a lot of power out of those two instruments it's the same with any three piece outfit like that's going for a rock style you got to really like draw from those and he did a fantastic job. I mean, the piano obviously got a lot of the melody and stuff like that when it wasn't in the vocals, but the bass guitar made a real, he, he made a really good, um, he did really well at being very, very present in the songs, whereas, you know, a lot of songs, the bass is kind of the foundation, but I mean, he was like tearing through and like, there's really no part of the songs where he's kind of ignorable i would say like right, he'll, a lot of a lot of bass players just stay in the pocket he'll be he'll be holding the bottom end for a while and then just like tear into this like gritty distorted solo for like a couple seconds and i was surprised i mean when i first started listening to him i didn't realize that like those solos i thought that it was just like they picked up a guitar for that thing i didn't ever realize that it was just the ba- still the bassist and so that idea of like sort of what what I, what I call like a lead bassist style definitely influences me. I get very bored playing bass if I'm just like plucking the same note. And so I'm I'm hopping around all over the fretboard, even if I'm and I'm not I'm not going crazy. It's it's contained. It's within the song, but I don't like. I mean, maybe it's part of that whole like "Hey, look at me" thing that <laughs> we, we mentioned we're, from when we, from when I was a kid. But like, I don't know. That, that's just how I feel about it, and then stylistically, I take a lot from the kind of post-punk of the mid of the early to mid two thousands, like your Franz Ferdinand and the early Arctic Monkeys kind of stuff. Okay. And that definitely it's cool because that definitely has a place within our band. Um, <clears throat> so cause sometimes people like when they're in different outfits, they have to kind of change their writing style and everything to fit what that is, but. The three of us, we just kind of magically mesh together pretty well. Walter's jazz, my uh, my weird kind of like my weird kind of post-punk melodic movements and stuff like that. And then uh, Sean, our guitarist, he brought this kind of uh, kind of I don't know. It's I, I guess you'd say hardcore, like is what he would normally put some of his influences as. But I'd say it's a li- it's a little more structurally as far as like chords and stuff. He's a little more technical and open to outside influence than that but i'm not i'm not i'm just not 100 honestly not 100 percent sure where he got that from i was i was always kind of impressed when he would start writing stuff like that because it just didn't didn't really seem like 
you know, knowing him for a while and everything, I was kind of surprised it came from him because it's just a very different style from what I normally hear him listening to. But I'm glad for it. I mean, I really like our sound. I think the people that have heard us kind of dig it too, at least I hope. <laughs> I'd say you get uh, pretty receptive crowd most of the time. Generally, yeah. Like, we don't... <clears throat> and it's, it's part on us. Like, our band right now, for at least for me, is kind of like... I, have, I mean, I have so much else going on that, like... I can't contribute as much like like for Sean it's this takes up much more of his life than it does for me. He's practicing multiple times throughout the week and everything and I I mean outside of our like scheduled practices I'll pick it up and like try like try and like refresh my memory and everything when I have time but just lately that's been kind of a non-option. But uh because of that we don't <clears throat> market a lot and as much as as much as we could or should and but we are looking to uh, pretty soon here start trying to change that. We got a couple shows lined up, so. But whenever we play, the people who are in the crowd, I gener- they generally don't, you know, like leave the building. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, I, one thing I've noticed is that um, the other bands at these shows, they s- we get more of a response from them than anyone else. More they, they always seem very very excited to like talk to us when we get off the stage just about our performance and stuff like that i think part of it is it is your eclectic style uh michigan's i'd say most cohesive scene musically speaking is probably the metal scene we have in michigan it's really popular a lot of people enjoy it uh like i said they're, they're fairly cohesive group they go to a lot of other shows whereas the punk the folk the anything that's not metal has less of a solid all-around base I'd argue that bigger than that is kind of the uh, the classic rock revival scene, like the blues rock kind of thing. The blues rock kind of stuff, yeah. And I, ever since, uh, I don't know if it's it might just be like an odd parallel, but ever since the Black Keys started getting big, like around when they around when they started not getting big, but started like hitting the scene more, I kind of noticed this kind of weight welling up of all these different groups. I mean, like you're gonna have a lot of your older artists and stuff like that. That that's what they grew up with and that's what they fall in love with. So they'll still be writing stuff like that. But I've seen even like these high school bands and stuff more kind of go towards that style than any other time that I've been you know aware of the scene and all that. Fair enough. That's fair enough. You know, I, sometimes I forget about them because I grew up listening to that kind of music. Right. And, and the, the blues rock style, so. Exactly. And so, like, I don't know if that, like, changes my opinion of them. Like, I'll I'll totally enjoy their stuff, but I'm not, I'm not moving around as much in the crowd as much as I am to, like, you know, like, some kind of, like, pop punk or something like that. Because you see a lot of that lately, too. See, uh, the novelty of the blues rock has worn off a little bit for you. A little bit. Like, it's, not, it's, not, it's not in any way a bad genre. There's a lot of cool exactly, stuff you yeah. can do. And plus, people, I think, biologically, physi- physiologically love patterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a brain chemistry thing. And blues rock has a pretty set pattern, 12-bar blues, etc. What I love about it, too, is, like, obviously, it's very established, the structure and everything. Like, that's why I like to see, like, any devi- any deviations or just, like, what they can get away with in that within that structure that no one else has done before. Like a, like a blending kind of thing? I get, yeah, I get as excited. I'd say as excited for them as anyone else, just because like even though I have a certain set of expectations, it opens the door to a different set of expectations. I'm like, okay, so I've been I've been here before. What's what's different? What can I expect from you guys that I haven't seen from like the other bands or even the stuff that I grew up to? Exactly. Uh, but no, blues rock is uh, it's popular for a reason. I think we can all recognize that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and blues and therefore blues rock is a very American thing. Uh, who was it? There was someone who I was watching a doc recently i think a documentary and someone said that blues and jazz were the greatest gift america ever gave to the world 
Uh, I can't argue with that. No. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a lot of other achievements, but blues led into jazz, which and blues also led into rock and roll and so many different things. Uh, and I think you can see that even with your band, like you said, you grew up listening to uh, the blues-based classic rock kind of thing, and Walter was a jazz drummer, is a jazz drummer, I suppose. He's not stopped doing <laughs> that. No, he is still with us, yes. <laughs> <laughs> of this world. <laughs> yes, Walter is still of this world. He did not die for our sins. <laughs> Let's see. I know you brought a track for us today. Let's see if we can pick out any of those uh, blues or jazz influences. Okay. What track did you bring, Jeff? <laughs> uh, we have, collectively, this is kind of the band's, like, this is what we always use for stuff like this. It's called Lacking the Words. It was uh, it was a little earlier. It was back when we had our uh, um, one of our, our older vocalist and uh, songwriter. Yeah. yeah, and uh, it was one of the first ones that uh, our current, you know, our guitarist, when the last singer-songwriter left, uh, our guitarist kind of took over for the lead vocals and like all, all of the writing. Honestly, I, as, as much as I like doing it, I just don't have that much time for it. But um, back when we still did, when we still were a four piece, this was one of the first ones. It was well, not the first, one of the first ones that uh, as far as he he wrote. Uh, our guitarist wrote all of the lyrics, all of the melody, and all of the guitar, and then we just kind of filled in. Because a lot of songs up until then had kind of been like a joint effort between the two of them. So this was, this was one, again, not the first, but one of the first ones that was fully, fully him. And I think it might have been the first one that he wrote after we had switched from acoustic to electric. We started as acoustic first, by the way. It was one of the, <laughs> it was the first, first one like that that he fully wrote like that after we'd switched to the electric and picked up Walter as a drummer. Yeah, I remember seeing, I think, the first show with the three of you. Yeah, yeah. It was two acoustic guitars and a piano, and you covered Brick. Yeah, by Ben Folds. By Ben Folds, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bringing that back around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, here's Lacking the Words by The Reckless Scamps. That's me. <laughs> I'd say to you they fall from my lips The things you've done They leave me here with a blank stare You ask me to be happy But that isn't fair You meant so much to me The thought of losing 
So again, that was lacking the words by the reckless scamps. Yeah. And you know what? I did hear your influences in there. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Walter's got a right symbol, yes. He sure does. Yes, he does. I could tell because I heard the ting, ting, to ting, ting, to ting, ting, to ting. That's a basic jazz pattern right oh, there. Oh, yeah. And also heard, uh, you had a very ominous walking bass line through parts of that song. It's become more walking since. Um, <laughs> less, it hasn't become less ominous, has it? Um... Actually, I think so, yeah, because now I, I have, because uh, it starts out, and then it starts out just a regular, just like quarter note, and then it becomes the walking eights, and then the, for the third time through that, the walking eights uh, are octaves. Nice. I'd love to see a uh, bunch of jazz zombies, call it the walking eights. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Oh my god! Just like, <laughs> just like a jazz group, and they just all dress in like tattered shit and like makeup and everything. Absolutely. But you know, I've I've seen a jazz group like that. Before, Writing so. that down. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good song, and like I said, you definitely saw the blend of styles that influenced all three of you. One thing that uh, you know, I mean, we wouldn't normally say this when we show it to people, but I mean, I got a open avenue here to just talk about it for a second. That's one of our songs that uh, when we record, you know, I don't know exactly why or for what reason or if it was just, you know, whatever. It's not a huge deal, but uh, for some reason it came out a lot like lower and like kind of like tamer energy than like when we do it live. It's usually a little faster, a little more dynamic. And just as far as like the other songs that we've recorded and, you know, passed out to people like that one really always just like. It seem even though I do I like it I like how we do it now and I like how it came out in the recording I just I just think it's the most bizarre that like it came out so much different a little a little more low key yeah yeah a little less Thor a little more low key yeah exactly that's exactly yeah <laughs> that's what we were thinking I mean possibly that was we recorded that like two months after that movie came out <laughs> the Avengers one um another thing I, to- I totally forgot actually listening to it and I was like yeah it was like one of our first ones that uh. You know about the old song, the old singer-songwriter. This and that. I I uh, should mention that uh, the guitar lead was actually him, and which is really? which is funny because uh, one of the reasons that we've kind of adopted that as like the one that we pass around and show people for stuff like this is that uh, in the, in that batch of recordings that was with him still in the group. So it's the only recording we have of us with that actually has our current lead singer singing yeah. <laughs> yeah singing in the but and so like in my head i was like okay do that one because so and so and such and such but then i, then I heard that i was like oh yeah he technically is still on this track <laughs> <laughs> too much <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you should edit that down i'm so not going to <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um yeah, I was that was, that was recorded. Oh my god, maybe like 2012. Yeah, 2012. Oh. Something like that. No, it was 
like November of 2000. No? Yeah. No. November 2012. November 2012. 2012 yeah. I remember it was November. <laughs> easy joke is too easy. <laughs> <laughs> Not even joke, just throwaway reference. We're, um, we're above that. But, oh, we so are not above that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that we haven't recorded in quite a long time, and I'll take. Do you have so many new songs? I'll take full blame for that. I am so busy. <laughs> I'm the only. I'm the only full. I'm the, not the only student. I'm the only full time student, and then. Uh, and then lately, I've picked up you know this show I'm doing and everything else that we talked about earlier, but. Hopefully, I'm looking to col- we're looking to collaborate with some of the people I go to school with. To uh, he's an, the idea initially was that at some point I'd be doing the recording and engineering for us, but I'm just I'm too I'm I'm too busy for that, and it wouldn't if if that's what happens, it won't really won't be able to happen until after I graduate, probably. Which at that point, I'm going to lose access to all the equipment that I love using at the school, and so we're the tens we're, of thousands of dollars of professional equipment. Oh, ten, <laughs> tens of thousands, Hundreds, please. I don't know. I've been there oh, once. Yeah. Oh man, twice. Dude, like we have a single unit that like is like ten times as much as what you just said. But uh, that's why not, I'm not an engineer. <laughs> but no. uh... So we're we're looking to hopefully have because there there are several people there that I would trust with our material. So um, we're we're in talks to maybe try and do some recording this year finally. Good because uh, I I know we're yeah. going to your shows. You guys have a ton of new songs yeah. that are only available live. <laughs> They're only available <laughs> live. I like that. <laughs> I'm, we want to start using that at shows. We're like here's one for you, available exclusively here right now until next time we play it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. So obviously, uh, with the Reckless Scamps, like you just mentioned, uh, last time we recorded was 2012. We've been a band for longer than that. Uh, have you done any other groups uh, in your past? Um, I slightly dabbled in a couple other bands. Um, I was I tried out for the vocals for a ska band at one point that I was I was I think, to my knowledge, I was kind of considered for. And uh, other than that, I was. I worked. I did a little bit with uh, a band in high school that we called Quality Guaranteed. As far as like actual like substantial things, really outside of like being in different choirs and stuff, not really. Um, I was actually in uh, was it junior and senior year? I was in uh, like you know the, the pop acapella stuff, like a lot of the college groups, like rock acapella, like rock acapella. People who used to do the soundtrack for Where in the World Is Carmen San Diego. Yes, yeah, and. Uh, so we would do like uh, it was in junior year, junior and senior year of high school, and we would do like these fully a cappella covers of different like rock and pop songs and R and B and stuff like that. And we were called the uh, Codas, like the like the music Musical term Coda. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's it's, it's I, I come from a, I, I went to Clarkston High School in the city of Clarkston, Michigan, and uh, it stood for Clarkston's own dynamic acapella. Because I don't know if you know much about the uh, pop acapella scene, you don't have names that are not puns or plays on the English language, <laughs> <laughs> and all almost and half of them do play off the term acapella, <laughs> like like rock acapella, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so when I was in those groups, I was of course you know like we said earlier, I'm a natural tenor for my singing voice and everything like that. But I was also the uh, I was the I was the human drum machine for the band too because you obviously it's it's strictly vocal you're not allowed right, to right so no drums no drums no like backing track or anything to sing along to so and we uh Jeff I think what you're saying is you beatboxed I like <laughs> <laughs> 
technically yes, but I usually I usually don't go with that term. It's not like I'm like uh, beatboxing. That's not no. It's just, it's just I don't I don't consider myself a beatboxer because I don't like I didn't like. It's different. A, a beat, there's, there's, yeah, there's a, a difference. I, I, I consider like like activity. this like the styling and everything. You have like a little more creative freedoms, whereas like I was like specifically trying to imitate these songs. Right. I just I just like it, I'm. It's not because I'm like trying to talk down. I'm actually trying to talk it up. Like I don't beatbox. Like that's that's cooler. That's more creatively involved than what I was doing. Right. But uh, no, we called it uh we called it vocal percussion, which you know vocal the words vocal and percussion. <laughs> you kind of just pushing together. Like, yep. Yeah. It's in- English, you know, basic. Portmanteaus. Going, <laughs> going for it. Uh, Adge- you know, adjective and noun. You know, it's. <laughs> yeah, but you can verb nouns now. You can verb nouns. You can you can noun nouns now. With a lot noun, of this noun noun noun. Um. Do you uh still have the vocal percussion skills, Jeff? Please, please don't make me do this. <laughs> um. Let's see. I'm okay, so I I will start out because I like I'm already I'm already like bright red, but like I I'm not as I'm not nearly as practiced as I was back then. But let's see if I, I'm I'm not even sure how this is gonna get picked up on the mic with this recording, but we'll see. So I mean, like I mean, I heard it. <laughs> Like, I'd say that more the technique of, like, how to use, how to make the sounds has, has kind of, you know, it's not quite where it used to be. But, I mean, the rhythm's still there. I mean, I'm still, right, I, st- I still play drums and bass, which very rhythm-heavy instruments. So, like, I still have the, whole rhythm section, I still have, the, I still have, like, the internal meter. But uh, I'm a little, it's, little out of practice on, like, yeah, the sounds. That it's I'm still a skill that you yeah. would need to practice. Yeah. yeah, 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 of course. And it is a skill. Because um, I can't do that. <laughs> It's, it was funny how I got started too. It was I want to say it was like because I, I didn't start doing this until I was like sixteen and eleventh grade or yeah sixteen and eleventh grade is when I kind of started doing that. And uh, a couple years before that, in like eighth grade, I had a friend who would just like he was I mean he wasn't like he wasn't incredible, but none of us had done that, so like we thought he was the greatest at it. <laughs> And, like, to the point where, like, he would just bust it out at different points. We would start, like, cracking up just because it was such a strange thing for us to hear from this, you know, chubby little white kid. And uh, so, like, I, I was always, like, that like that sounds really cool. And I would, like, try it and everything like that. And I eventually, I got to a point, like, just, like, without really, like, training or practicing where uh, I, I was really proud that I could uh, use, like, my inhales as, like, parts of the, be like, or, like, oh, what's a good example? Like that little, like that right, last one, where you just inhale. Yes, yeah, so you could, you know, kind of go forever. And uh, so, like, I was always really proud of that. And then I was in choir, obviously, the like throughout all of high school. And at one point, we decided to do this pop acapella, pop acapella stuff, and we needed one. And I was the only person at the time who had like any, in in my mild limited experience, that was that was the most anybody in the group had. And so, you know, my teacher, he found, like, different, like, training DVDs and stuff for me to, like, practice to. And we ended up uh, going at the senior year, the second year of us doing this, we ended up as a whole entire group. Uh, perf- we, we cleared, like, a regional tournament, nice. and we ended up going to New York City to compete at an international level for that kind of stuff, which was really, really cool. <laughs> like, I'd never... 
at no point in my life have I ever done anything like in a competitive nature. Like when I played sports, it was, you know, leisurely, just like some scrimmage matches and stuff like that. I never took it in any serious manner. Uh, I used to, I used to bowl. I didn't ever, I, like, obviously they kind of like rank you and everything like that, but I never took it seriously. It was just always kind of something for me to do. And even when I was doing the, you know, in choirs and everything and doing this pop acapella, it was never like, I want to be like, recognized for it or anything so it was a very cool experience for me because it was it was something new that i'd never i'd never like been gotten like any sort of like official recognition for anything i'd done in my life so that was really it was it was i was surprised that uh that it happened to begin with of course like it's not me personal i mean i'm not trying to say i was like trying to hold the group back because i know some of them were very serious and they really wanted to make that happen but uh it was never like the end all for me and so it was cool to get that experience of uh like get the experience of I actually do enjoy when I get recognition for this and like I, I enjoy I enjoy being better than I was a minute ago I think everyone can relate to that who's ever done anything <laughs> <laughs> well put thank you <laughs> but yeah to answer your original question yeah like really that was the only other like 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 uh like musical group that I've been a part of was just like choirs and stuff like that okay Everything else, you know, it's kind of that same mentality. All the, the other, you know, quote-unquote bands and stuff that I was with were kind of, uh, it was just something to do. And even when uh, this The Reckless Scamp started out, it wasn't so much I was looking to be like a rock star on stage or anything. It was just, you know, some friends of mine were making some music and I wanted to kind of get involved. I'd never really been, I'd never, like, like I said, I'd had the couple flings with the idea, but I'd never been like fully committed to a band before. So it was, like I said, at first such something kind of fun to do and it turned into something that, uh, you know, we we make we we make a point of you know going to different shows and stuff like that and trying to broadcast ourselves. I am I am apparently incredibly an interesting and entertaining because John is just like he's literally doodle not even like doodling pictures he's doodling straight lines, <laughs> <laughs> parallel straight lines in a notebook. <laughs> Jeff, it's almost like I have known you for like <laughs> five years. All right, okay, yeah, that's 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 not the worst point. Speaking of. Uh, is, we're there, we're is our anniversary coming up? <laughs> <laughs> we missed it, you jerk. I thought you'd... No, um... Actually, I think we did. No. Uh, quite possibly. Yeah, um... Yeah, it would have been... No, it'll be this September. It'll be five years. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Aw. Bitch. <laughs> Babe. Um... Yeah, but no, mine because I said all bitch. But no speaking... <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, speaking... I was kind of actually kind of segueing into that anyway, uh... We're talking about my musical experiences with musical groups and stuff like that. John and I, I don't know if we talked about this in the other episode or not, but... Uh, no, we usually... <laughs> we usually glaze over this part of the way. John and I, uh, when we were both at OCC studying music together, we... We had a performance one-off, one-credit class, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that you could actually be on stage doing things. Mm-hmm. And so we got a group together of other OCC music students. Program's small, but you got to support it. Please do. Uh, we did a fun cover... Not a cover of the band Fun. It was just a cover that was fun to do. Yeah, I don't think Fun was a thing yet. I, I mean, technically, yeah, but they just weren't. Fun like, wasn't famous. They're not where they're at now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because the format was still a thing. So Fun was not a thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was never like super. I enjoy them. I just never got like really into them. Fun like, or the format? Well, I suppose either. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That guy has a great voice, though. Um, I, but, I love it. Not everyone does. And I entirely understand why it's such a good voice it isn't it is like i I, it's hard stretch to like get someone who like 
has legitimate opinions on music to at least say that like it's know, not he's, he's not talented like you can't find a lot of people that wouldn't at least admit that much right uh anyway no we did a, a fun cover of <laughs> careless whisper by george mike michaels is there the s at the end I'm pretty sure it's by wham oh okay oh i which, gotcha yeah. yeah 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 which had george michael yeah that's what i was yeah no s I always stop trying to be from Michigan. I know. <laughs> no, I, I I do this every time, and every time I do, it, and someone who I like actually knows that, and for some reason that bit of information information has just never stuck to me. <laughs> then I played saxophone. Jeff, uh, I was I was vocals for that. Vocals, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I saw you at the piano sometimes. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Usually when Andy was uh, at work still. Yeah. It was. I mean, we had we had issues throughout the you know the semester building up to the performance and even in the performance itself but you know what i wouldn't have i wouldn't have changed anything well i'm sorry i wouldn't have not done it <laughs> Fair. yeah that's 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 a good way to put it yeah we did have a great drummer for that though oh my god ed blackman we, ed blackman we we kind of lost contact too once we stopped when once we stopped going to occ but uh that's true but he was a great good drummer all-around good guy a fantastic one of the greatest people i've personally met upbeat constantly hard working like we had him we usually had him like one class per semester with him back never had a single cool class with him where he was not smiling at some point and he is like the american cancer society yeah like he just like single (laughs) (laughs) i mean as of last time we saw yeah as of (laughs) three or four years ago (laughs) he may not be single (laughs) if if he's not hey buddy good job but yeah hey shout out to ed blackman if you're listening to this or if anyone anyone listening to this knows him let him know that we say hi and we miss him yeah tell him to get a hold of us because we miss that guy yeah we have we have emails and stuff in this so like <laughs> off dot the dot fan at gmail.com yeah so ed if you're out there we miss you buddy ed come back <laughs> well no i mean not to occ i'm sure you have other stuff going on right, but right. can't force you to go back to school <laughs> But yeah, so that's kind of my my musical Story. my musical history in a nutshell. Yeah, Woo-hoo, I took that class. <laughs> musical, <laughs> <laughs> musical history in a nutshell, one hundred and one. <laughs> ah, we touched mostly on Russian ballets. Yeah, I think get it because nutshell nutcracker is a ballet. So like, yeah, like in the music program. I, okay, I get it. <laughs> no, I. I think I was the first of us to leave the music program, actually, because, like, when we started getting into the more intense stuff like that, I realized, I don't know if this is actually, like, it was, for me, attending college at first was kind of just a thing to do because I didn't know what to do. Yeah, like, and so, you know, obviously, community college is definitely the route for someone to do that. Absolutely. And, uh... No, this is a great school. I was genuinely surprised. I mean, like, I had this kind of, like, preconceived notion of what a community college is, and kind of people that go there this and then i actually it was a very decent i learned tom dennis is amazing a lot there yeah dr tom dennis was the uh, teacher of the year musical music instructor at the campus we were going to and it's just fantastic i learned very dedicated very knowledgeable i mean i learned more like oh so patient because there's a surprise i'm instrumentalist my singing voice not that great that's actually why i left music and uh just like you know to deal with to deal with a classroom full of the kind the people with the kind of personalities that go into music <laughs> and to deal with several of those classes a day it's fun <laughs> and a little just a little bit full of themselves. 
just a little is also the two of us. A little bit, yeah. Just more, more me than Jeff. Just, just, an, just enough that I like that I can do stuff like this and not be like terrified out of my mind. <laughs> be like, I'm definitely good enough to just talk in a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm good enough at performing in, in like a in a dark, almost not lit room with one other person that I've that I, I would consider one of my best friends that I've known for five years. I can hand. I might. I could probably handle that. <laughs> Until I make him become a human drum machine. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and all, you know, it's part of the reason for the format too. Just like John is really good at talking to people and stuff like that. Whereas I'm not. I don't consider myself bad, but I can definitely recognize when someone's better at me and better than me at, at anything. And that's why I you know for the other episodes, I'm kind of just I'm kind of the Andy Richter to to John's Conan. I <laughs> <laughs> just throw in some color commentary that everyone's just kind of like. I mean. You could have not said that, and the episode would have been the same. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Conan's not Conan without Andy Richter. I mean, he's still technically Conan. I mean, he was for several years, but... Shut up. <laughs> I mean, that show was canceled, though. Was it? Did he get Andy Richter when he went to The Tonight Show? I or? don't know, man. I don't, I don't watch late night. I'm too busy right, yeah. hanging out at 24-hour joints. We're cool. <laughs> talking to other people who hang out 24-hour joints in the middle of the night. <laughs> I mean, they used to play Conan there, too. Any, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. I play bass. I sing. <laughs> I make I make, I make make a podcast. <laughs> I help make a podcast. I don't know. You do the making. I just do the talking. <laughs> yeah, but I'll never say that. Because, like I said earlier, I don't like... As much as I apparently like drawing attention to myself at four, I'm not... <laughs> it, I'm, I'm, it's not a carnal need at this point. <laughs> Few weird carnal need, <laughs> and I believe it's called exhibitionism. I was gonna say like the, the weird carnal need, but it's not an uncommon one. Not in the least. <laughs> well, that is uh, Jeff's musical history from the age of four to the age of twenty-three. Twenty-three point three. three. <laughs> no, twenty-three point four. Point. Yeah, but it's like twelve. Base twelve. It's, it's tw- I'll believe you. You it's just base you, twelve is not base ten. You just you just use math words. I'll believe you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's frightening. Got the basic idea of what base twelve means. I just no idea how to use it. So you referenced it. You clearly know more than me. I'll believe you in a <laughs> second. <laughs> but uh, this is our interview with Jeff. Uh, maybe one day we'll do an interview with me. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. That'd be difficult. <laughs> Your year of band. Well, you did like, yeah, you did like marching band and stuff like that. We could talk about some stuff. This has been off the van. I've been your host, John Preto. And I've been your co-host slash guest, Jeff Struby. 